Good morning, Wichita, and welcome to Coffee with the Therapist. Today, I wanted to talk about emotions that are typically deemed as negative or things that people want to push down or avoid and talking about the positive sides of them and how they're actually useful in our lives. I think oftentimes people push down emotions because they've seen them in the past and when they have seen them, they haven't been maybe in a safe way or they've been dangerous in some capacity or the person who's feeling it is not processing it in a healthy way. And so over time, they kind of just learn to avoid that emotion or deem it as unimportant or unuseful. And the problem with that is that that can really catch up over time and create different ways that we act out our emotions when we don't actually verbally express them or fully process them. But that's not what this video is about. This video is actually about talking about the positives and the usefulness of these emotions. And so I'm going to go right into it. The first emotion that people often deem as negative is anxiety. And especially right now, I know that people are really struggling with anxiety for a bunch of different reasons, but the usefulness of anxiety is that anxiety helps protect us. In fact, it was created in the brain as a way to respond to fight or flight when we used to have to be wary of poisonous plants and tigers and lions, well, probably not tigers, but lions running after us in the wilderness and other very real dangers in prehistoric times. Um, and nowadays it can come up just to kind of show us, hey, there may be something unsafe or dangerous about the situation, which is helpful because if we don't have it, we might engage in super risky behavior. So you might think of somebody when they're drinking. Um, people, when they drink, they lower their inhibitions and they might decrease their anxiety. But what happens as a result is sometimes they engage in risky behaviors and injure themselves and get in trouble, say things they wouldn't normally say, and just act in ways that aren't super healthy or like them usually. So anxiety is helpful in that when we have a little bit of it, it helps us be aware of our environment and actually ensure that we don't take too many risks in which we injure ourselves or other people. The other thing that it can help is when we have a little bit of anxiety, especially if we're about to go do like a live talk or um, perform something at the gym, it actually increases our performance. Um, a, a certain amount of anxiety. You know, when people didn't have any anxiety, that actually decreases their ability to perform. And obviously, if you have too much anxiety, that also kind of kills your ability to perform because then you're just thinking about um, what's going on in your head instead of being able to be in the moment. But a little bit of anxiety is healthy and it helps people stay in the moment and perform well, not just on stage, but also in the gym. And so, Again, anxiety's usefulness is that it, it serves as protection, it increases our awareness, and it helps our performance. The second emotion that people often demonize is guilt. And guilt, you know, there's, I like to really hash out the difference between guilt and shame because healthy guilt can be really good for us, but shame, when guilt goes too far and it becomes about who we are, is not so helpful for us and actually can keep us in the shame cave and not doing good things in our lives. So let me differentiate that. Healthy guilt is saying, I did something bad and feeling a little bit of that tinge of like discomfort when we did something that wasn't like our normal selves. 
Whereas shame is saying, I did something bad, therefore I am bad. I am a bad person and I have to be super hard on myself because if I don't, then I'm afraid that I won't be able to not do this thing in the future. When in fact, we see in the research with shame that when people are super hard on themselves, they actually reinforce a cycle that makes them more likely to do the thing that they were trying to avoid in the first place. And I often see this with the clients I work with in eating disorders, with emotional eating and binge eating and different behaviors like that. But again, healthy guilt is useful because it kind of serves as a compass for us. And I see it as like, you know, it's okay for us to acknowledge it and sit with it for a moment so we can take wisdom from it. So we can learn, you know, if I'm feeling this like healthy guilt right now, it's probably telling me that I've done something in my life that is not in alignment with my values, that I've done something that's not typically like me. And so it's super important to take that information and use it for the future. Because if we don't use that information, we can unintentionally continuously do things that are not in alignment with our values and not in alignment with our true healthy self. So it's really important. It gives us really important information to sit with it for a second to get that information. The third and last emotion that often gets demonized in therapy, and this is maybe even the one that gets demonized the most, is anger. A lot of my clients come to therapy and they're like, anger's not good. We're just going to we're going to pretend like we don't have any anger and we're going to push that down, lock it in a box, hide the key, and pretend like we're never angry. And I get it because they often grew up in families or they saw anger in negative ways. So people that used anger to hurt people or hurt themselves. And so they never learned the usefulness of it. They never learned how it could be good. But in fact, when we channel our anger into good things, when we're able to have our anger and do important things with it. Anger is an energizing force and helps us have passion and motivation to get things done that are in alignment with our values. So when we do have anger and we are in touch with that, we learn about ourselves what we what we value, what we're okay with, what we're not okay with. And these are really important things for us to learn because commonly my clients who struggle with anger also struggle with self-advocacy and they also struggle to know who they are. And so when they, when they start to get back in touch with their anger, they actually learn more about who they are, what they like, what, what they don't like, and they gain self-respect because they, they get that advocacy part of themselves back that speaks up for them if somebody's mistreating them. So again, anger can be used for advocacy. It can be used to help with justice if it's used in a healthy way. Now, I do commonly say, hey, like, in the heat of anger, typically people don't use anger for its healthy purposes. So usually it's like, okay, feel anger, self-regulate, and then figure out the message and interpret what was important about that anger, and then set a boundary, or then do what you need to do with that anger to honor it, right? Because, again, what people often see is people acting in the heat of anger and doing things that are violent or hurtful or shaming, And so when they see that, they're like, anger sucks. And I agree, like anger in the moment can totally suck. So the ability to do healthy things with anger and interpret it correctly is extra important to to being able to get the usefulness and the good things out of anger. Okay, y'all, that was what I wanted to talk about today. Just kind of 
getting the, the good sides and the usefulness out of these emotions that are commonly demonized in therapy. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday and I'm excited to connect with you again tomorrow. So take care.